good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, say with me, wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had the ability to serve in the king's palace. He found among them Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself, say with me, defile, with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Verse 17, and as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. Say with me, wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Verse 20, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better. Say with me, ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. For the Lord says that my remnant church, even in America, has found itself besieged, has found itself in captivity. But the Lord says, know that I have reserved a wisdom, a spirit of counsel, a spirit of understanding for my remnant church that will confound its captives For the Lord says, I will cause, as it were, my spirit to arise upon those that have named my name, who have consecrated themselves unto wisdom and understanding, who have decided in their heart that they would not be defiled by the delicacies that are served. For the Lord says, my people shall be purged and purified in this hour. And the Lord says, they will find that my food from heaven will sustain them. My food from heaven will enlighten them. My food from heaven will cause their faces to shine. Yes, even with my wisdom, says the Lord. For the Lord says, I will confound those that have captivated my remnant church, and they shall proceed, and they will succeed with a wisdom that is found from heaven, says God. And the Lord says, even though they find themselves confronted with bowing to an idol, they will not do it in this hour, says the Lord. Even though they find themselves in the midst of a fiery furnace, they will not bow, says the Lord. For the Lord says, I will send, as it were, my servant to stand in the midst of the fire. And the Lord says, I will send my refiner's fire, but it shall not consume my remnant, but it shall consume the chaff and every wood vessel that has defiled my temple, says God. For I have chosen a remnant in this hour that would stand for righteousness, that would stand for justice, and would not defile their spirit nor their body with the delicacies that are being served even in the midst of a church that has been corrupted, says God. For the Lord says, I will bring you forth as gold, for I am sending the fourth man, says God, and I will reconcile that which has been dedicated unto me, and I will redeem the time, and I will cause my remnant to come forth as gold, says the Lord, for they have been purged and purified by the refiner's fire, for the Lord says, I am the refiner of men, I am the refiner of vessels, and I am looking for those that will stand true to my word, those that will drop the plumb line of my word in their heart 
and not compromise in this day of compromise, says the Lord, for I'm bringing you forth and I will vindicate you. I will bring you out of the fire. I will bring you out of captivity. I will bring you out of barrenness, says the Lord, and I will cause you to arise. So hold fast to wisdom. Hold fast to the glory that is within. For the passing season of barrenness is just that. It is passing, says God. Arise, receive of your victory. Shout, cause my spirit to rise up within you. For my glory shall be seen upon you, even in the midst of the desert. But I will transform this desert into a garden of grace, a garden of glory, a garden of miracles, says the Lord. For truly, I'm sending my rain upon my people to refresh them in this hour. So arise, my people, with the wisdom from on high. Arise with my strength, says God, and I will vindicate you in this hour, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him honor. Shout unto God. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to I'm going to pray for Colleen tonight. Colleen's overcoming cancer. She's turned the corner and praise God. Hallelujah. Come on up. We're going to lay hands on you. Pastor Kata, come on up, Colleen. We want, to, we want to lay our hands on you. How many know you can't lay hands on people enough? Praise God. We got a testimony of a miracle happening in progress in our church. Ron Piscucci had a massive heart attack, had a stroke. And uh, after four weeks, it didn't look like he was going to make it. And they, the medical teams encouraged them to let his wife to let him go. She held fast to the word of promise. Week six, eyes are opening, beginning to speak words, hands and legs moving again. It's a miracle that's happening in our midst, a miracle in progress. Praise God. He got so sick of that feeding too, he ripped it out this week. They had to send him back, put it in, but he's eating food now. And, and it's, it's literally a miracle. And how many know sometimes it takes time for a miracle to happen? You know, it's called working of miracles. That means there's some work involved. So I, I, I know I have and other people have prayed. I've laid hands on his head probably at least five or six times. And little by little, week by week, the miracle is happening. Amen. And so we thank God for the miracle that God's doing in Colleen's life. So I just want you to extend your hands towards her. Yes. Here, let's get the mic. Let's get the mic here. Ron is actually dialing her up on the phone and having conversations yeah. with his wife. So, it's, I mean, I'm yeah. feeling the Holy Spirit burn through my body just as I say that. It's such a confirmation. A- amen. Amen. You got something to say, sweetie? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want you to stretch forth your hand. Everybody stand up. I want you to pray in the spirit. Pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Breba babushia, breta karabahai, breta karabashaya, 
Breta Kadabasha, Breta Babasha Kadabareta Kadabashaya, Breta Kadabashaya, Breta Kadabashaya, Ho Reke, Breta Kai, Breta Kai, Breta Kai, Ho Reke, Breta Ke, Shaka, Breta Ke, Ho Reke, Breta Ke, Shah, Breta Ke, Breta Kai, Breta Kai, Ho Rakashai, Breta Kadabashaya, He Ka, Breta Ke, Ho Shaka, Breta Ke, Breta Ke brete ke brete ke bro bo 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 shi brete ke brete bro to to sha brakata ka brakata 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 he brete ke shaka brete ke brete kai brete kai ho rakasha brete ke ha shaka pa Father in the name of Jesus. Father, we break the curse of cancer off of calling in the name of Jesus. We command any demon behind that curse to come out of now in the name of Jesus. We judge you as illegal. Loose her and let her go now, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your healing grace, your healing power, your healing anointing. Release it. Father, we break the curse. We break the yoke of cancer. Father, we thank you, God, for the anointing that destroys the yoke of cancer in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that the anointing and the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, we say quicken her mortal body. Let the life, the Zoe, life of God, God, drive out all death, all infirmity, all cancer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be free, be healed, be made whole now, right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name, in the mighty name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb that was shed at the whipping post, by his stripes, we decree you are healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Give him praise, church. Give him glory. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo! Thank you for the miracle. 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 Give him praise. Give him glory. Thank you for the miracle. The miracle. The miracle. The miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah. He's a God of miracles. 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 Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Praise God. Where'd Diane Neiman go? Did she just walk out? Where's Diane Neiman? She was just here, wasn't she? Okay. Well, tell her to come back in when she gets a minute. Amen. I got something for her. Okay. Um, I just had a couple really different words of knowledge. One, is there somebody you've had a dream or a vision recently that uh, you were either in a tunnel or saw a tunnel? There's like a tunnel. Who is that? That's you. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going with it. You know, I just what I saw. Okay. So can you tell me about what you saw? Yeah. Go ahead and tell me that. Tell I me. was in a house and there, there was a house and um, there was a full of, there was full of people in there and there was a door and you know how it is when you touch the door or the door was locked and I wanted to open it and I just had to push the button and the door went open and I went through outside of the house and then all of a sudden I didn't know where I was at but it was like a dark tunnel and I was walking out that direction so that's when that's the dream that so that was a dream you just had recently last night last night okay I'm always dreaming I dream all the time Uh, okay okay so let me ask you this were you troubled by the dream were you encouraged by the dream what did you what did you get out of there I just want to get your thoughts in that um I was dreaming that some somebody was behind me and they had a taser okay okay and they were I felt it in the back down all the way to my legs and I didn't know what it was and I turned around and um he was very angry with me he was very angry with me and these four guys I mean they were really like they they um they had cowboy hats on. They had cowboy hats on, and then they had um, like they were lifting weights. They were really big, and they all had cowboy hats. And two of them went to that man, and two of them were right beside me. And so they were talking to that man and said that you need to get, you need to let give us that taser because that's not. Um, uh, good and then he's also he also had a whip and he was trying to whip something at my direction but it was at a distance so he he they told him to take that whip and also the taser away from him so those two people with the, with the cowboy hats and the man says okay so they were conversating he says okay if you give him if i have your cowboy hat i will give up my taser and the whip so that was the conversation. And so I was watch I was watching this. And so the two men who were right beside me, and then they were right, right where you're at, Pastor Crop. And they he gave up the taser and he gave up the whip and he put his his the cowboy hat on, but the cowboy hat he gave the cowboy hat back to, to the man and they were gone. That was my dream. And so it ended ended well? It ended well. Praise God. Amen. All right, we'll come over here. And uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord says, I would not leave you in a house of destruction or a, 
a house where you would find yourself to be restricted. But the Lord says, I've declared liberty over you. And the Lord says, do not let anyone bind you. Let not anyone taunt you. Let no one intimidate you, says the Lord. For the Lord says, I've called you to liberty. And the Lord says, even though at times things may seem right, know that there is something wrong. But the Lord says, I will deliver you from that which the enemy has brought against you. The Lord says, I will open your eyes. For the Lord says, you've desired truth in your inward parts, inward parts. And the Lord says, uh, truth you shall have. The Lord says, I will drop a plumb line in your spirit. And for the Lord says, I'm releasing the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and yes, discerning of spirits for this hour. The Lord says, don't judge by the sight of your natural eyes, nor judge by the hearing of your natural ears. But the Lord says, listen to the whisper of my spirit. For the Lord says, I will cause you to discern that which is a counterfeit in your life. And the Lord says, I will cause that which was genuine to come to the forefront. The Lord says, do not fear and do not run. For the Lord says, wickedness and and, and, and darkness shall not overtake you, but truly my glory shall rise upon you. And the Lord says, walk with wisdom, walk carefully. For the Lord says, I will close doors and I shall open doors. And the Lord says, at times you'll find yourself as if it were you were in a tunnel. But the Lord says, know that darkness will not overwhelm you. For the Lord said, the light of my glory within you shall rise as a morning star and wisdom will cause light to expose the darkness. And the Lord says, you will be uh, established in righteousness. And the Lord says, I will cause wisdom to mark your pathway for a way of deliverance. The Lord says, do not fear but walk in the confidence of my spirit. Though things seem hazy and cloudy at times, know that if you will stay the course, the Lord says, you'll come out the other side smelling like a rose, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Diane, I had a word for you. It's a scripture. Come here. Isaiah 26, verse 2. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. Verse 7. The way of the just is uprightness, almost upright. You weigh the path of the just. Yes, in the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. With my soul, I've desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me, I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. For the, for the Lord says, because you have taken up the cause of righteousness and justice of this nation. Yes, even in the night seasons, it has consumed your thoughts. The Lord says, know that it is a burden from me. And the Lord says, as you take this burden in prayer, the Lord says you will be interceding for the release 
of my spirit, even upon a nation, and justice to prevail in the court, says the Lord. For the Lord says, the burden of the Lord is yours in the night season. And the Lord says, as you pray through, the Lord says, don't wring your hands and worry. But the Lord says, join your hands together in prayer. For it is in the prayer of the righteous that many shall be delivered. Have I not said in my word that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much? The Lord says, the enemy has tried to lie in the night seasons and say that your prayers are of naught for you haven't seen a change. But the Lord says, know that I'm working behind the scenes, not only for this nation, but even for your family, says the Lord, for I am I am drawing out a course of deliverance for them and this nation. The Lord says, be patient in the time of waiting for the Lord says in patience, you shall find strength and in patience, you shall find my wisdom. And the Lord says, as you focus on that which is unseen, I will cause a strength to come in your spirit and the light of my glory will continue to rise upon you. And the Lord says, I'm calling you, as it were, to share your burden with others, for I'm rising up. I'm raising up a prayer warrior team. I'm causing a team to be formed so that my righteousness shall prevail, not only in this state, but in this nation. The Lord says, do not despise the day of small beginnings. For the Lord says, I've set a course for you to change the course of history I don't take it lightly. And the Lord says, I know you don't either. So the Lord says, because you've revered my word and you've honored my assignment, the Lord says, I am honoring you in this season. The Lord says, I'm breaking off every yoke of of bondage. And the Lord says, I'm bringing you forth into the glorious liberty of the saints, says the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Hallelujah. I saw something else, and this is even stranger, but I just uh, saw like a white picket fence. It was a white fence, like freshly painted white. Has anybody been painting with white paint here recently, or I just happened to see you are? Your cabinets were painted white. I just saw white paint. I saw white paint, and it were like it was it was like doors or gates, but I mean a cabinet i mean is that when, when did that happen this morning okay come come here <clears throat> hallelujah for the lord says that i'm bringing you into a season of discovery the lord says the cabinet doors shall open <laughs> And the Lord says, I've got surprises that are hidden in you. And the Lord says, because you've esteemed that which uh, the enemy would call common, the Lord says, I will redeem all things in your life. The Lord says, you waited on the timeline. You've walked the timeline. And the Lord says, uh, but now is, now is the day of redemption. The Lord says, I'm bringing redemption in your life. And those things that were black, the Lord says, I'm turning white. The Lord says, I'm, I'm, I'm causing doors of discovery to be open. The Lord says, open them. And the Lord says, you're going to find the surprise. Uh, the Lord says, you've sown over the last 20 years, you've sown in righteousness in the lives of other people. The Lord says, you're coming into a season of reward right now. You're coming into a season of harvest. You're coming into a season of reward. 
and, and, and the Lord says, you shall glory in that. And the Lord says, I'm forming a testimony. I'm forming a testimony of uh, as you sown in graciousness, as you sown in love, the Lord says, now is the time of reaping. Shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? You've seen a generation pass by. The Lord said, you sown into seeds that, into seeds that were not yours. But the Lord says, now you're going to harvest from a field that you know not of. The Lord says, great grace is upon you. The Lord says, I'm bringing you out of a dark season. I'm making it light. I'm making it white. I'm making it right, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Woo! A little bit different anyway. Just going to go with it. Oh, praise God. Anything else, Lord? Hallelujah. Let's sing a song. (laughs) Why don't you stand up? Let's sing another song. You're not too tired, are you? I'm not going to preach too long tonight, so don't. We got time. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to pray for this gentleman here. Can you can you come up? I want to pray for you. What's your name? Steve. Hallelujah. The Lord says, I'm healing you from a season of loss, even a season of betrayal. And the Lord said, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. For the Lord said, the enemy would like for a root of bitterness to take hold. But the Lord says, no. And the Lord says, if you'll allow me to pour in the oil and wine into your soul, the Lord says, I'm going to heal you from the past season. I'm going to heal you from the past rejection. And you've cried out to me and said, Lord, do you not see? Do you not see, Lord? But the Lord says, yes, I see everything. And the Lord says, if you will allow me to heal your heart, the Lord says, I'm going to cut you off from your old and I'm going to bring you into the new. The Lord says, I desire to turn the page in your book to a new page. The name of the page is redemption. The name of the page is reconciliation. The name of the page is 
reconciliation, redemption for your life. And the Lord said the enemy would try to cut you short, cut you off, and, and make you feel as if you've been abandoned. But the Lord says, I've got greater days, greater ways. And the Lord says, I'm opening the gate. Just let go. Let go of the past. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. Forgive and forget. For the Lord says, I desire to bring you into a new season. But the enemy would try to pull you down into a grave, into a grave of death and regret. But the Lord says, no, I have created an alternate path for you to fulfill your ultimate destination. The Lord says, let go of the pain, forgive, release. And the Lord says, I'm going to propel you into your new season. For the Lord says, you cannot see with natural eyes what I'm bringing you into, but it's right around the corner, says the Lord. Let go of the past. Let it go. And the Lord says, I will open a door, a new season. The Lord says, I'll redeem the time. I will reconcile that which has been stolen. And the Lord says, I will bring you forth into your new season where there'll be rejoicing. The Lord says, I will not leave you dead or leave you for dead. I will not leave you alone. The Lord says, I will, I am reaching out. I'm throwing you a lifeline, says the Lord, that I may bring you into a safe harbor, that I may heal your heart and that I may cause you to see the mark that I am setting. For I'm setting a mark before you that you might press toward the mark for the prize of my high calling upon you. The Lord says, these are the days of redemption. Lay hold upon it. Let go and lay hold upon my rope. For I'm pulling you in. I'm pulling you in into your next season, says the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, let's sing it again. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it Hallelujah. One, one, one last word, Shawnee. I just, I saw uh, that there's a breakthrough going to happen in your family. The Lord says you have been concerned. You've been worrying. You've been praying. And the Lord says your prayers have literally created a wall of the blood of Jesus around your family. The Lord says that your prayers have silenced the accusations of the enemy. The Lord says your prayers has hidden your seeds and kept them from the enemy's plans and purposes. The Lord says know that your prayers have set a wall around your children. The Lord said they are protected. And yes, the light of the knowledge of the glory of Christ shall rise upon each every and every one of them. The Lord says, I will redeem the time of lost years in your seed's lives. And the Lord says, because 
you have been still, been meek and quiet before me. And because you have cried out unto me in a secret place, know that I've seen your tears. I've heard your cries. The Lord said they are registered in heaven. I've recorded the tears in my bottle. I've kept them, says God. And the Lord says, know that the day of redemption is drawing nigh. The Lord says, your house shall be a house of rejoicing. Your house shall be a house of joy, says the Lord. For the Lord says, I have not changed my mind, for there is a generational blessing that is coming from you, says the Lord. You will redeem, as it were, through your prayers, your husband, your children, your grandchildren. The Lord says, you've held fast for a legacy of faith, a legacy of glory. And the Lord says, it is happening. It shall happen. The Lord says, do not fear, but begin to decree by faith what I have promised. Speak it from the rooftops. Shout it out, says God, for it is in the proclamation of kingship that you will see the manifestation of my promise, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Give him glory. Let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, pour out, open the floodgates of heaven, let it rain, let it rain, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Pour out, pour out, pour out. Of heaven. Let it rain. Hallelujah. So I got one more. <laughs> Lillian. Lillian, you are right at the door of breakthrough, but the enemy has tried to do everything in his power to keep you from breakthrough. The Lord says, know that I have prayed for you, and even though you have felt the weight of the adversity and even the infirmity, know that I am breaking the power of that. The Lord says, do not remain silent in the midst of this. The Lord says, shouts of joy, shouts of praise will break the back of the enemy. So the Lord says, decree, declare, shout unto him out of your mouth. Do not remain silent. The shouts of joy, the songs of deliverance in the night will cause you to see the breakthrough. Don't stop short. Keep driving, keep running, keep moving. For it is in the running and it is in the shouting that victory shall be yours, says the Lord. Amen. Well, praise God.
Amen. Thank you, worship team. Ryan, awesome job. Team, watch, uh, awesome job. Praise God. I'm going to see if I can't preach tonight. A little bit. It's a teaching message, but I'm going to try to preach it. Amen. Who's interested in wisdom? All right. Well, we're going to get right to it tonight. I'm not going to keep you long. Woo! Who said church is boring? I don't know. I'm having a good. I'm having a good time tonight. Anybody having a good time? You know, a religious spirit says you can't have a good time in church, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I, I love. I enjoy the house of the Lord. So uh, the message tonight is get wisdom. It's the principal thing. In Proverbs chapter four and verse five. It says, get wisdom, get understanding. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. What is he saying here? If there's anything you should ask the Lord for, it's wisdom, because it's the primary. Principle here means primary. It is the foremost thing that God wants you to have. Because if you've got wisdom, you've got a whole lot more. And we're going to get into that tonight. Amen. So if you're looking for a definition for wisdom, here's some generic definitions of what wisdom is. It is the capacity of judging rightly in matters relating to life and conduct. It is soundness of judgment in the choice of means and ends. Wisdom is a reliable ability to judge and decide with soundness, prudence, and intelligence. So we want to first I want to talk about three different types of wisdom. Number one, there's human wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4, Paul says, He said, My pre my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. Say with me, human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. So much of Christianity today is spent in philosophical arguments when what people are looking for is a demonstration of power and of the spirit that ends all arguments. Amen. People can come and say, well, we don't believe that God heals today. But when they walk away supernaturally healed, you just ended an argument and you've got a convert. Amen. So we need to not rely on human wisdom because human wisdom is simply human reasoning based on a human experience without considering God. Amen. Secular humanism is based on human wisdom. But how many of you know that we serve a God that is alive? He is real. He is full of power. And we need to demonstrate his power that will squelch and cancel out human wisdom so that people know that truly there is a God in heaven. Amen. Number two, there is demonic wisdom. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 19, Paul says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Amen? The wisdom of man is futile. And in James chapter 3, he goes in deeper to talk about demonic wisdom. He says, if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Say with me, demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. So demonic wisdom or the wisdom of this world is crafty and sensual in nature. It is fueled by selfishness and envy and it produces confusion and every form of evil. All right, let's go on to number three. Let's talk about godly wisdom, the wisdom that comes from above. In Job 28, verse 28, Job says, And to man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. You see, the fear of the Lord is the source or beginning of wisdom. In James chapter 3, verse 17, he gives a definition of godly wisdom. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, Paul goes on to say, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature and not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God. Say with me, wisdom of God. In a mystery, the hidden wisdom, say with me, hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory. You see, the wisdom of God is a mystery to those without Christ. Hidden from the world, godly wisdom is reserved for sons and daughters of the king. Amen. Earlier today, in the service, I referenced this passage of Scripture. In Daniel chapter 1 and verse 17, of course, we know the passage that Judah was taken exile and they gathered all the young men of wisdom in Israel and they wanted to train them in the ways of the Chaldeans. They wanted them to eat certain food and learn certain literature. But there were four men, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And Daniel would not take of the king's delicacies. But it goes on to say here in verse 17, as these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, 
about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better. Say with me, ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in this realm. How many of you know that God is uh, bringing a confrontation between the prophets of God and the astrologers and the magicians in this hour? And as the body of Christ continues to cry out and pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest upon us, how many know that God wants all the seven spirits of God to rest upon you? He doesn't want you just to have a word of knowledge. He doesn't want you to have a word of wisdom. He doesn't want you just to have a little bit of counsel and a little bit of understanding and a little bit of knowledge. He wants you to have the spirit of wisdom resting upon you. The seven spirits of God, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. If you read in Isaiah uh, 60 when he talks about um, actually, it's Isaiah 11. He says that the spirit of the Lord rested. Say with me, rested upon him. Notice in, in, in the book of Matthew that Jesus said that the spirit of the Lord rested upon or lit upon him, rested upon him. The reason why Jesus operated so powerfully in the gifts of the Holy Spirit is because the spirit rested upon him. You know, how many know that sons and daughters of God, that, that Jesus said that greater works than these you shall do because I go to my father. He sent the Holy Spirit. And so... Uh, it's not outside the box or outside the boundaries of Scripture to ask that the Spirit of God rest upon us. How many of the Spirit of God lives within you, but he also the Spirit of God can rest upon you? Okay, that's the anointing. When the Spirit rests upon you, you can operate not just a word of knowledge, but you can have the Spirit of knowledge resting upon you, and you can do what Jesus did when he met the woman at the well. And he won an entire, if you look in John chapter 4, Jesus won an entire Samaritan city by a word of knowledge, he performed no healings, no miracles, cast out no demons. Simply by a word of knowledge, he caused a whole city to come to believe in him, that he was the Christ. Isn't that amazing? I don't have time to get into that. But, but that's what God wants. He wants the spirit of wisdom to rest upon us. You know when the spirit of might rests upon us? Gifts of healings, working of miracles, and, and uh, special faith, all that begins to operate. The gifts of demonstration. We're going to be talking about that next month. How many of those, there's different gifts of the Spirit. There's three categories of gifts of the Spirit. There's gifts of uh, proclamation or declaration. That's uh, a gift of uh, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Then there's gifts of revelation, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. But then there's gifts of demonstration or power gifts, right? Gifts of healings, working of miracles, special faith. God wants you to operate in all of those. And how do you get there? You ask, you have simply ask you, we have not because we ask not. Right? Ask and you shall receive, and your joy shall be full. Amen? So we need to ask, Lord, I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation to rest upon me, because that is key in learning uh, the ways of God and the works of God and the words of God. You learn about Him through the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen? And we did a whole message the other night on, um, I forget what was that, last Sunday? We did a message on the spirit of counsel and might. Okay, those two work together. Spirit of wisdom and understanding work together. Counsel and light works together. Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, they all work together. I'm kind of going into the weeds right now, but it's good. It's, it's good, right? You getting anything out of that? Amen. It's not in your notes, but um, it's all good stuff. Amen. Okay. My point is, you can be ten times smarter 
than the astrologers. I mean, this is ridiculous. People, you know, uh, are operating in psychic behavior, and, and they equate that to they come to the church, you must be a psychic. So they esteem a psychic as higher ability than a prophet. Isn't that jacked up? This is like, right? It's messed up. The prophets should be 10 times better. I mean, Daniel was. He's in the Old Testament. Daniel and his three buddies were 10 times, and, and, and the king knew it. You know, the Bible says that kings and the kings. Uh, shall come to the bright kings and the Gentiles shall come to the brightness of your rising. Well, what rising? The rising of the glory is because of the wisdom and the might that we demonstrate that will get the attention of kings. So they got the attention of kings here. So hey, fine. these guys are ten times smarter than you astrologers, but just say, hey, get out of here, right? That's what should be happening in the body of Christ. We got the spirit of the living God living within us. Why are we allowing the psychics to dominate? Right? We got to press in. One of the biggest one of the biggest issues of why people don't move in the gifts is fear. And I'm willing to look stupid. So people will get some ministry. I'm willing to look dumb. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And people say, well, if I'm right, if I'm wrong, I'll look stupid. Oh, well. It'll deepen your humility. Because <laughs> I missed it, guys. You know, I've got things that it wasn't, it wasn't right. But how many know the more you do this stuff, the more accurate you get? And you just throw it out there. It's like, oh, that was okay. That was right. All right. You know. But we're all learning, right? We're, we're all learning. Just like, you know, in, in the medical field, they practice medicine. They're, they're practicing. Well, we're practicing here. Amen? Amen? We want to be right. That's why we have the activation groups, right? So if you make a mistake, they're going to throw tomatoes at you and rocks and stuff like that. Amen? Are you having fun? All right, pedal to the metal. Here we go. All right, who wants to know about the sources of wisdom tonight? All right. So number one, Jesus Christ, he is wisdom personified. 1 Corinthians 1.24. Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1.30. But of him you are of Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God. Colossians 2, 2 and 3. Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Jesus Christ, he is wisdom personified. Number two, sources of wisdom. Number two, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Notice Proverbs 9.10, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you don't have the fear of God, guess what? You're not going to have any godly wisdom. And what is the biggest need in the body of Christ right now? The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Because if you don't have that, you're not going to get wisdom because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? Psalm 51, 6 says, Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. Say with me, hidden part. How many know the hidden man of the heart is the spirit of man? 
is a candle of the Lord searching the innermost parts of the belly. So when the Bible talks about your heart, he's talking about your spirit, man, which is down here, not here. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Not this heart, this heart, your spirit. Trust in the Lord with all of your spirit. How many know that faith is a spiritual force? Comes out of your spirit, man. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your pathway. All right. So you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Say with me, wisdom. All right. So godly wisdom comes from the spirit of the fear of the Lord residing in the inward part of man's heart or spirit. Amen. All right. So sources of wisdom, Jesus Christ, number two, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, number three, the word of God. Second Timothy 3, 15. And from that childhood and from childhood, you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you what? Wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All right. Sources of wisdom, Jesus Christ, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the word of God. Number four, discipline and correction, otherwise known as the chastening of the Lord. Proverbs 29, 15. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. Okay. So these are the different sources of wisdom. Jesus Christ, wisdom personified, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the written word of God, and yes, discipline, correction, or the chastening of the Lord. All right. The spirit of wisdom, Isaiah eleven two. the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Now, I've got a question for you. Can the spirit of wisdom be imparted? Can the spirit of wisdom be imparted? Any answers out there? I hear a yes. You're right. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, I think it's, I think it's 111, I think it is, 110 or 111. He said, I long to come to you that I might impart some spiritual gift that you may be established. So it's not only for spiritual gifts, but if you look in Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, you might want to write that down. These notes to go out with the emails, you can get the notes, all 11 pages of them. Deuteronomy 34, now, listen now. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Why? For Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded him. So Moses literally prayed for him, laid hands on him, imparted the spirit of wisdom, and then he had to say, so I mean, so, so some of this stuff is transferable. It can be, you know, as the Holy Spirit wills. Amen? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. This is Paul's prayer. I pray this prayer every day that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, this is the only place in Scripture where the term Father of glory is used. Father of glory may give to you, listen now, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The word revelation also means spirit of understanding in the knowledge of him. So the spirit of wisdom and understanding or the spirit of wisdom and revelation reveals God reveals his ways, reveals his works, and reveals his words. Amen? All right. Going to go over a couple quick ways. The ways of wisdom. Anybody want to know the ways of wisdom? All right, here they are. 
the ways of wisdom. The wise are God-fearing. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Number two, the wise are humble. The Bible says, with the humble is wisdom. Number three, the weak, the wise are meek. James 3.13, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. All right. So the wise are God-fearing, humble, meek. They're also repentant. Number four, the wise man fears and departs from evil. Number five, the wise are teachable. Proverbs 1.5, a wise man will hear and increase in learning. And a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 9, verse 8. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. Listen, rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. All right? So he's teachable. Number six, the wise are temperate or self-controlled. Proverbs 10, 6, 10, 19. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. So that takes self-control, right? Proverbs 29, 11, a fool vents all of his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. That's why we need the fruit of self-control or temperance. Amen. This will all be going out in the notes. You can take pictures as well. Praise God. I see people taking pictures. All right. Number seven, the wise are prudent. Prudent means to be practical or cautious. Proverbs 16, 21, the wise in heart will be called prudent, practical, or cautious. Number eight, the wise are discerning. A wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. So wisdom will give you discernment regarding times and seasons. Every, uh, we talk about this, the anointing of the sons of Issachar. Uh, uh, because it's, it said they knew the times and that they had rulership over all of their brethren. The reason why they ruled as they knew time. How many know that timing is everything in the kingdom? Timing is everything. Because you can know what to do, but if you don't know when to do it or how to do it, then you're in trouble. That's where the spirit of counsel comes in. The spirit of counsel reveals God's plans. It will show you how to do something and when to do it. All right? In contrast with the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of knowledge reveals um, reveals God's uh, purpose, his provision, and his power. The spirit of knowledge tells you what to do. The spirit of counsel shows you how to do it and when to do it. It's the plan of God. Does that make sense? That's going into a book. It's all going into a book. <laughs> Amen. All right. Number nine, the wise are redemptive. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. The wise will always find way to recover time, time that's lost. God will give you wisdom on how to catch back time. It's not actually you're going back in time, but what you're doing is you're catching yourself up to the destiny God has for you so that you're on time. Does that make sense? He'll give you the wisdom to do that. He'll provide an alternate path for you to fulfill your ultimate destination. I don't care if you robbed a bank, you got divorced 10 times, this and that and the other. Amen. If you will cooperate with God, how many know he's smarter than you? He'll give you a path, 
of, through wisdom to catch you up, redeem the time, catch you up to your destiny. Amen? All right. Number 10, the wise are just. Now, how many know that Solomon was the wisest man? At least for a while, <laughs> before he took on all those concubines that turned his heart away from God, right? But what did he ask for first? What did he ask for? Yeah, Second Corinthians, uh, Chronicles chapter 110. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this great people of yours? So wisdom is used to administrate justice. Amen? So to administrate justice, you have to judge things. Amen? He says, you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for yourself, but that you may judge my people. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. How many know that the apostolic ministry reestablishes justice in the church? The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. How many know that righteousness and justice are also the foundation of the church? Isn't it interesting that, that he uses the office of the apostle and the prophet to restore righteousness and justice? He restores righteousness through the prophets by preaching repentance, but then he restores justice through the apostle through righteous judgment. So if you're going to operate in the office of the apostle, you need to have wisdom. So just like Solomon, you can judge and administrate justice. Does that make sense? All right. First Kings chapter 3, another version. But you have asked yourself, for yourself, understanding to discern justice. I have given you a wise and understanding heart. Now, remember when uh, these two women came before Solomon, and each of them had babies. And one slept on their baby and killed their baby by accident. And so both women claimed the baby. And so he had to discern who this baby belonged to. So it was... Hey, bring me a sword. And the woman who was her baby, she said, oh, give the baby away. Give it, give it to this woman. She didn't want to see her baby killed. How many know you use wisdom there? Now, there was a statement made in 1 Kings 3.28. It says, and all Israel heard of the judgment regarding these two women, which the king had rendered. And they feared the king, for they saw that wisdom the wisdom of God was in him to administer justice. Okay? So that's why we need, we need wisdom. One of the key things we need is so that we can be able to discern and judge things righteously. Does that make sense? And so you judge whatever you're in authority over. That's what's important. You know, the Bible says, judge not lest you be judged. But if you are in authority over something, or you've been given responsibility for somebody or something, you are responsible before God to judge it. If you do not, you will be judged. Does that make sense? Do we get all, all that mixed up? You know, so whatever you're an authority over, it's your household, your children, if you own a business or you say pastoring a church, you're responsible to administrate justice through righteous judgment. Does that make sense? That's what's lacking in the body of Christ. We've got a bunch of people calling themselves apostles, but they don't want to do the hard thing. And that sometimes is to judge righteously something. We always do it in love. 
But if you don't judge things, that's why uh, Peter uh, had to judge Ananias and Sapphira. There was great glory in the church happening right then. If he would not have judged that unrighteous act with Ananias and Sapphira, oh, he's very mean. Look at they dropped dead. <laughs> How many of you know that if he didn't judge that, whoop, the glory's gone. No more were miracles. That's why as we go into greater glory in this church, we have to walk in holiness and not be flippant about the presence of God. There are certain things that happen in the sanctuary that should not happen. Like people on their phones. If I'm on my phone, I'm actually looking up scripture. I use Bible Gateway. God will give me a number and I have to go find it. Or he'll give me a number or a name and I got to go find it. But how many know that there's things you do in the sanctuary and things you don't do in the sanctuary? Why? Because he's holy and his temple is holy. And in the Old Testament, it talks about the law of the temple. You know what the law of the temple is? The temple is holy. And so we've lost the fear of the Lord in the church. And we have the enemy has stolen the banner over the church in the sanctuary. It's called holiness unto the Lord. That needs to return. Amen. So how do we do that? By walking in the fear of the Lord. Because I tell you what, we're not going to see the greater glory messing around in the sanctuary. There's things that should never be said in the sanctuary, things that never should be done in the sanctuary. Why? Because it's holy. If we want to see greater glory in signs, wonders, and miracles, we got to walk more in the holiness of God. Does that make sense? All right, that came out of nowhere. So, All right. Let's move on. Words of, the words of wisdom originate with God. The Bible says, Ecclesiastes 12, 11, The words of the wise are like goads, and the words of the scholars are like well-driven nails given by one shepherd. Who's the shepherd? Jesus. Amen? All right. So the words of wisdom originate with Jesus. Also, 1 Corinthians 12, 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Which spirit? The Holy Spirit. Amen? All right. So words of wisdom originate with God. Number two, words of wisdom teach and admonish. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing. Admonishing means to rebuke. One another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So words of wisdom originate with God. They teach and admonish, and also they are gracious. Ecclesiastes 10, 12. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious. All right. Let's talk about the works of wisdom. The works of wisdom. Number one, the wise win souls. Proverbs eleven thirty. He who wins souls is wise. Amen. So, you know, that's something we all need to learn. I, I feel like I need to know that and do that more. I need to be more outgoing when I go in public. I'm, I'm you know, very extrovertive when I'm in the church, but I'm very introvertive in public. But how many know that God sometimes wants somebody to get saved? And so if I want to be wise, I need to look to win some souls. Amen. We all need to do that, right? Some are better than others at it. I'm not really good at that, but I need to get better at it. Amen. Number two, the wise walk with the wise. Proverbs 13, verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise. 
If you, if you hang around with bozos, you're going to be a bozo. Amen? You hang out with losers, you're going to be a loser. You hang out with wise, the wise, you're going to be wise. So what's the bottom line? Hang out with wise people, smart people, right? All right. Number three, the wise turn away wrath. Proverbs 29.8, scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. And you do that a lot of times. You're wise Turn away wrath with a soft answer. Soft answer turns away wrath, right? Use wisdom. We all need to. We all need to. Number four, the wise don't consider themselves wise. (laughs) Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a man who's wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. (laughs) Do not be wise in your own eyes. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Romans 12, 16, do not be wise in your own opinion. What's the bottom line? Don't think you're so smart. Amen? All right, let's talk about the wages of wisdom. I'm going to serve some candy tonight. I'm going to serve a little bit of candy. Or what are the rewards or what are the wages of wisdom? Number one, knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2, verse 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from the mouth. His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Number two life and health. Proverbs 3.18. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Proverbs 3.21. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, so it they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Proverbs 12.18. The tongue of the wise promotes health. Proverbs 13.14. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to turn away one from the snares of death. All right. So the wages of wisdom, knowledge and understanding, life and health. Number three, deliverance. Deliverance from what? Any answers? How about the immoral woman? When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you to deliver you from the way of evil to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Wisdom will deliver you. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, and they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Whoever walks wisely will be delivered. And that goes the other way too in this day and age, right? You need delivered from the moral, immoral man. Right? All right. All right. Number four, communion with God. First Samuel 18, 14. And David behaved wisely in all of his ways, and the Lord was with him. Amen. When you walk in wisdom, God will walk with you. Why? He who walks with wise men will be wise. Amen. If he esteems you as wise... He will walk with you. Amen? All right. Number five, long life. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Length of days is in her right hand. Proverbs 9, 11. For by me your days will be multiplied, and years of life will be added to you. Number six, riches and honor. The crown of the wise is their riches. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. In her left hand are riches and honor. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. Who's signing up for that? Come on, every one of us, come on. 
that I may fill their treasuries. Who wants wisdom? I'm trying to whet your appetite. So we're going to be asking God for wisdom tonight. Amen. How about peace? All of her paths are peace. How about promotion? Number eight, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt wisdom and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. How about favor and success? Whoever finds wisdom finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Ecclesiastes 10.10, if the axe is dull and one does not sharpen the edge, then he must use more strength. But wisdom brings success. Who wants favor? Who wants sex? (laughs) Success. (laughs) Erase the video. (laughs) Favor, success. Promotion, peace, riches, honor, long life, communion with God, deliverance, knowledge, understanding, life, and health, everlasting life. Proverbs 15, 24. (laughs) The way of life winds up for the wise that he may turn away from hell below. All right. Who's ready to wage war for enough candy for the knife, enough fooling around? All right, one, so there was 10 of those. All right, I'm almost done. All right, who wants to wage warfare with wisdom? You got to wage, if you're going to wage war, you got to use wisdom, right? Isaiah 33, verse 6, wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Remember, we have to have the fear of the Lord. It's the foundation. It's the source of all wisdom. So when you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will have wisdom and knowledge. It'll bring stability in times of shaking. How many know we're being shaken right now? All the kingdoms of the world are being shaken. But if you walk in the fear of the Lord, you will have wisdom and understanding. That will be the stability in the times of shaking. Amen? And it'll be the strength of salvation. All right, so number one, we need to have wise counsel. Proverbs 2018 plans are established by counsel by wise counsel wage war what kind of counsel wise counsel not just any counsel you need wise counsel you can wage war proverbs 24 6 for by wise counsel you will wage your own war and in a multitude of counselors there's safety but you need to have your counselors be wise amen that's why it's important to be part of like a men's ministry amen we get together every month, and we actually got two men's ministries, and well, actually three men's ministries in this church. Yeah, we got three. We've got Men of the Way. Tom Shizzle runs that. And then we have our safety and security team that literally is a men's ministry, and, Tom, and uh, Mark Powers runs that. Then we started a third one. It's uh, called Father to Son Apostolic Mentorship that I'm starting for younger guys. So, so how many know we need men to come together? We need men to come together to get the counsel of the Lord. So many guys are on their own. I know my dad, he was a loner, you know, and not better for it. I mean, we got to humble ourselves and be able to come together as men, right? And get the counsel of the Lord. It'll go so much better for you, right? Praise God. Wisdom strengthens. Number two, wisdom strengthens the wise more than 10 rulers of the city. 
Number three, wisdom is a defense. Ecclesiastes 7.12, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. Proverbs 2, verse 7, he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of the saints. This is what wisdom does. It is a defense. It is a shield. It is a guard. It will preserve you. Number four, wisdom is not only a defense, wisdom is an offense, too. We always think of being on the defensive. I mean, know oh, it's time to charge. It's time to raise our swords and our shield and to run into the battle, not run from the battle. The battle's at the gate. God's tired of his remnant church and people running from the gates of righteousness. And we need to take the battle to the gates. Amen. Raise our swords. First, uh, uh, Proverbs 21, 22. The wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. So wisdom will cause you to advance when God says he'd advance. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9.18, wisdom is better than weapons of war. We hear the scripture all the time, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Which spirit? The spirit of wisdom. Amen? Ephesians 3.10, listen to this. To the intent now that the manifold wisdom, say with me, wisdom of God may be known by the church to who? The principalities and powers in heavenly places. God wants the wisdom from heaven demonstrated by his remnant church to expose to principalities powers their wisdom. Why? Because they're coming down. Amen. They're coming down. Amen. All right. Coming in for landing. Wisdom is also a key to the glory. Proverbs 3, verse 35. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. I don't know about you, but I want to inherit glory, don't you? Not just in my natural lineage, but in my spiritual DNA, my lineage in God's. I want to inherit the glory, don't you? That's why this church is here. We're nothing here but to see the glory of God poured out. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 9. Wisdom will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Amen? And I don't believe that's just in the sweet by and by. I believe that's in the right here and now. Amen? Glory is the atmosphere of heaven and the kingdom of God and the government of God. Ecclesiastes 8.1 says, Who is like a wise man? A man's wisdom makes his face shine. Say with me, shine. Wisdom makes us shine with the light of the glory of God. Wisdom will make you shine. Daniel chapter 5, verse 11. There is a man in your kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy God is. And in the days of your father, listen now, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him. 
So anytime there's wisdom, there's light, there's shining. The Bible says, arise, shine, for your light is come, for the glory of the Lord's risen upon you. So if glory is your legacy and God is founded in wisdom that will cause you to arise and shine and your wisdom will be seen. Amen. And demonstrated. Daniel 5, 14. I've heard of you that the spirit of God is in you and the light and understanding and excellent wisdom are found in you. Amen. My question is, is it found in you tonight? Amen. Is it found in us? We need to ask for wisdom. Amen. Daniel 12, 3. Those who are wise shall shine. Say with me, shine like the brightness of the firmament and those who turn many to righteousness are like the stars forever and ever. It's time to shine, church. Amen. With the wisdom of God. Jeremiah gives us a warning, though. This is what happened to Lucifer. He saw the brightness of his shining and his rising, and he got a, not a bright idea, a dumb idea, that he was better than God. He glorified himself higher than he should have. And he's paid a great penalty for it. So Jeremiah gives us an instruction that we need to adhere to. Jeremiah 9, verse 23. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor let the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me that I am the Lord, exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. So what is he saying here? Though you are receive the wisdom of God, don't esteem yourself as wise. Don't glory in your wisdom. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Don't speak of yourself. Let others toot your horn for you. Amen? That's the biggest temptation is when glory starts moving, miracles happen, so people getting in pride. I pray every day, Lord, let me stay under your hand. Amen? Because you get exalted above measure, there may be a messenger of Satan sent to buffet you. Amen? I don't want that. Did you want that? No. Stay up under that mighty hand of God. Why? There's protection. You get up under and you get exalted above measure. Guess what? You're no longer under the hand of God. Wham! <laughs> Got to stay under the hand of God. You're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm having fun tonight. All right. All right. I'm closing with this. All right. So if you want wisdom, what do you do? Ask and you shall receive and your joy shall be full. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, and that's supposed to be Solomon there, okay? Anyway, <laughs> in that picture. I think they did do a movie. That was Solomon. Anyway. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. We have not because we ask not. Everybody stand. All right, who wants wisdom tonight? All right. Praise God. I'm going to ask our ministry team to come. 
But I'm going to pray a prayer. Who, who wants to pray for, for, for wisdom tonight? Who wants, to, who wants to receive wisdom from heaven? All right, we're going we're to pray. Do we have any background music? Yeah, just put, put uh, sounds of revival or something like that. All right, who's ready to pray? And once I'm done praying, we got our ministry team up here to pray with you. If you need healing in your body, prayer of agreement, you need wisdom. I right, just lift up your hands to the Lord. Father, in the name, say it with me, Father, in the name of Jesus, I desire wisdom from heaven. Not human wisdom, not demonic wisdom, but godly wisdom I desire. And I desire to receive wisdom through Jesus Christ, the spirit of the fear of the Lord, the word of God. And Lord, even as you have humbled me and rebuked me, I've received wisdom from that. I pray tonight that the spirit of wisdom would rest upon me. I desire to walk in wisdom. I desire as a wise one to be God-fearing, humble, meek, repentant, teachable, temperate, prudent, discerning, redemptive, and just. Father, I receive your words of wisdom. As a wise one, I commit to win souls, walk with wise men, turn away the wrath of evildoers, and do not consider myself wise. I desire, as I walk in wisdom, to receive knowledge and understanding, life and health, deliverance, communion with you, long life, riches and honor, peace, promotion, favor, success, and everlasting life. I will wage warfare in your behalf with wise counsel, the wisdom that strengthens me, defends me, and serves as an offensive weapon against the enemy. I desire, as a wise one, to inherit glory. Use me for your glory. Let your wisdom make my face shine with the brightness of your glory. I desire the spirit of wisdom. I receive it now by faith. I receive godly wisdom. For you said you would give it to me. And so it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you need special prayer, our ministry team is here to minister to you tonight. How many of you had a good time? All right. God bless you.